Blog Talk Radio. Six man. Radio. 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 Just before this honor, loyalty lives. As I enter industry with thoughts so lucrative, I would self-destruct before I become captive. They wouldn't let me in, now I'ma take that initiative to stand firm and make my own pivot. Yeah, I knew a few people with similar thoughts like these, and together we make the illustrious DVD. We'll fight until the end, giving up is not an option. Things will never be the same if you ain't with it. Get to walking Don't and I'm saying, keep it as a reminder. Never stay lost, never dishonor. Things didn't work, my spots out and they keep on falling. You're part of the solution and you're part of the problem. So we looking for something different cause we done heard the calling. Tell me it's not no longer can I stand anymore stolen. And then you possess the consciousness to open closed doors. Tell yourself it's no holding back the Via Facebook, Twitter, or our website. 
Right, and we have to um, pay attention to the hashtag. I guess that's the only way to say that. Um, <laughs> our hashtag it's a is sign. what? It's a pound sign. Right. <laughs> it's not a pound sign. Oh. It's a hashtag. Welcome to 2014. You're late. Uh, but anyway, changing up we look thing. for hashtag what race. Or if you're old school and um, social media illiterate, pound sign what race. Whichever your forte is. Um, let's see. I feel like we're doing some housekeeping. Um, yeah, so new layout, new music. I really like this. I hope you guys do, too. You can feel free to text us, hit us up on uh, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, email. I don't care. Text us and let us know. Well, so I'm implying text, but whatever. Get at us. Let us know what you think of this music. Um, I like it. You should like it, too. Peer pressure. Like it. Anyway, well, um, how you been doing? I've been doing pretty good. Can't complain. I just got some new bags for my motorcycle, so I'm happy about that. I don't have to tote around everything on my back. Bags. Like, saddlebags. Like, that's what I was about to say, like saddlebags, like it's a mule or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can call it that. That's what, yeah, that's what saddlebags are. Awesome. I mean, well, I feel like Oh, wow, really? You're going to teach me about horses? You've never ridden one, ever. Have you? Have you? All right, I didn't think so. <laughs> it's a co- yes, I, I used to jump horses. What are you talking about? This man is a quarter of a century year old, years old, and he has never ridden a horse. Can you believe that? Please, call. There's nothing wrong with that. Tell him that he's just late on everything, and we're like five minutes no. into the show. See, unlike you... I'm a male, so I have some genitals down there that are too comfortable going and getting pounded against a large animal. That's my <laughs> personal preference. <laughs> uh, you know guys were the first ones to ride them, right? Well, they had to. So it was either walk, you know, for days to get to where you need to go or uh, sacrifice your walls. So it's no, it was a sacrifice it's no their willingness. It is different. I don't have to, I, if you don't need to sacrifice your nuts anymore, why do it? Isn't that different than riding a bike? It is, because the bike stays on the road. It doesn't bob you up and down as you I move mean, forward. it all depends on how fast you go. If you go faster, it's a lot smoother. Uh, I'll take your word for it. I will take your word for it. Good. Finally. Um, well, thanks for asking. Yeah, my week's been pretty good, too. I've been working about... You gave me a test. Colby, how was your week? Oh, Rome, that's so considerate of you to ask. My week's been okay. I just uh, worked my eighth day in a row. I'm kind of tired, but I always am. But how about this morning weekend that I'm about to get? I'm excited. Oh, yeah, happy Columbus Day or President's Day or whatever it is. It's definitely President's Day. Good job. <laughs> is it? What's, yeah, oh, yeah, Columbus Day, Day is... Later in the... I didn't have mm-hmm. it off. I don't, I don't know. Move. I didn't even realize it until this afternoon that it was a holiday. Yeah, so... well, it's not really a holiday in my eyes. I have to still go to work, so just another day. Exactly, exactly. But yeah. I think some schools were closed. I don't know about colleges. No, but I did. did you have a good Valentine's Day? I did, actually. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I gotta tell you. So, oh. 
we couldn't decide what we were going to do for Valentine's Day. And so finally, like the day of, we're like, all right, well, or the day before Valentine's Day, the 13th, I was like, you know what? Screw this. He didn't make it a, a, a um, reservation or anything. So I'm like, screw this. We're going to go out. Prove to you that you need a reservation for Valentine's Day. And uh, so, yeah, of course, then we're like, all right, where are we going to go? So he's like, oh, let's go to Cherry's. Well, Cherry's is a freaking sports bar. And I was like, <laughs> nice. uh-uh, I am not spending my Valentine's Day getting drunk with you at a sports bar. No. What's wrong with that? No. What's wrong with that? <laughs> That's well, romantic. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. No. <sighs> but for your information, I had a hot date on Valentine's Day myself. We went to Did you a really? I did. At where? Yeah. Um, have you heard this place you, called Kobe's? Kobe's Japanese Steakhouse. It's called Kobe's oh, Japanese like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Steakhouse. Whoa, you did not go to my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. But, uh, it's a hibachi grill style restaurant, and it's pretty. It's delicious. My favorite. Nice. Oh, are you off the market now? Ladies, listen up. <laughs> I like pants over I to Rome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can say that. You are? Oh, I'm off the I market. Yeah. Hook you up with Brandon. Yeah, people. what? I told you I was working on it. You thought I was out of the game. Yeah. Still got it. Well, I'm so, in But no, it was cool. Very nice. Very nice. Well, we hope that everyone out there had a good Valentine's Day as well and a good, what do we think, President's Day. That there hope you, you guys go. enjoyed it. <laughs> I get there eventually. Um, we are yeah. going to go to a music break, and when we get back, we've got some interesting stories. Some of them relating to pancakes, some of them relating to Viagra, all kinds of fun stuff. We'll be back. What we're going to do right here is go back, way back, back into time.
something. Now they call me an Aquarius. Now you know what that means? That means that no man in the world can let go of this Aquarius. You do where I'm coming from, baby? So like you see, I got something here that you don't ever want to turn down. I got something for your mind, your body, and your soul. Every day of my life. Every day of my life. Every day of my life. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Come on and get you some more. I don't want to ever get married to nobody else but you, baby. Hear where I'm playing, hear where I'm coming from. Oh, yes, I know.
you're listening to What Race. <clears throat> this is Rome, and I'm joined with Obi, maybe. We'll see. But um, I like the music. I, that's the first time uh, hearing the new DJ tonight. You Took like it? Back to growing up. Come again? It was? It took you back? Yeah, it took me back to the days of growing up, outside playing, okay. going to the park, all that good stuff. Going to the park? What do you know about that? I'm telling you this. Yeah. What do I know about what? What you know about that kind of music? I know that I sound a DJ and awesome, and you're welcome. Yeah. Well, I didn't say thank you. you. <laughs> 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 That's fine. Since you get found a good DJ, I, I'll spare you this time. I mean, everybody gets good. one. It's just a different style. Mm-hmm. Annie. I will agree with that. So, so, our first story takes place in Sioux Falls. What? Hey, you want to pause there? Aren't I doing the odd numbers? First off, I like to find out how you can't count. You do it's even one, numbers, two, man. One, two, Listen. three, four, five. It's not one, Listen. three, two. How? Hold stop. up. Hold mm-hmm. up, wait, hold on. The odd numbers. <laughs> I meant no. you get the even numbers. And you know what? The way that I did this is I wrote all of the stories out, and then I numbered them. I went back and numbered them. They weren't supposed to be in order like they were. They just happened because I'm awesome like that, okay? Get off <laughs> my junk, <jump>, bro. <laughs> is that what you're going with? Okay, you do the odd numbers. I'll do the even numbers since they are my story. <laughs> anyway, and by the way, I saw some stories that, you have, and I was like, I don't want to do these. But anyway, proceed. So it's Rude. Okay. So, yeah, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, thank you so much for rudely interrupting me, there were five adults, and they were all, I think it was from, like, 50 to, like, 30-something ranging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like a wide range. Maybe it wasn't that much. Anyway, um, five brothers and sisters. Listen, listen, I'm going to fire you again. It's coming. I can feel it. It's like welling up in me. If you interrupt me one more time, I don't know what I'm going to do, but you're not going to like it. So as I would say yet again before I was rudely interrupted, these five people were adopted out. They didn't know that. I mean, they knew that they were adopted, but they didn't know that they had siblings. Most of them didn't know who their birth parents were. Um, One of them had reconnected with the birth mother about 19 years ago. Well, the birth mother died um, not too long ago, and in her obituary, she put, you know, yeah, she's survived by her one daughter, blah, blah, blah. This daughter had no idea she had four siblings. Meanwhile, another one of the siblings knew only her birth mother's name. She saw the obituary. This lady works at Walmart. Um, she saw the obituary because a, um, a co-worker told her, hey, by the way, your birth mom died. Kind of an awkward way to find out. And um, then she saw the 
she survived by her daughter, her one daughter. So she's like, oh, crap, I have a sister. Well, the two sisters went to the adoption agency that adopted all of them out and said, basically, we want to find out who all our other siblings are. So the adoption company called back and, I guess, three times and said, hey, you've got three more siblings. I think it's two brothers and a sister. One of the brothers, here's the cool part, I think, anyway, um, one of the brothers lives in the same town that the, the one that works at Walmart is in. Is that making sense? All right. Well, I like look, I, I got the story. I saw the story, but I saw it from the guy's perspective. He would go into Walmart, but you know, as often as you need to. Marilyn, let me finish. Anyway, yeah, so the late, the, the sister <sighs> that works there, <laughs> was always, you know, greeting. She was a greeter for a while, and now she thinks she's in customer service or something. Um, but, yeah, he recognized her from Walmart, which is what Rome was about to say before he tried to interrupt me for the third time. But, hey, I'll let it ride for now, only because I can't fire him until it gets my Do anything about it. Exactly. Anywho, it's really cool. One brother is in Tennessee. There's a sister in California, and... Another brother in um, South Dakota that was shopping in a couple months. Now, what do you have to say? Well, from a guy's perspective, he would go into Walmart every now and then to see his sister. He didn't know his sister. He didn't even know he was resembled her. I guess. Yeah, I guess none of them that. knew that they they had siblings like that. Right. And the and the cool part. Like you. Are you gonna ask my my? Appreciate it, bro. All right. So, and then on top of this, they're like, all right, well, let's just do, you know, a DNA test. Turns out they are all full-blooded siblings. So they have the same mom and same dad, which is crazy. Because usually when you see, like, adopted out situations, it's not full, um, especially when nobody knows about each other. Kind of interesting. Could you imagine... Like, I mean, it's it's got to be hard, you know, being adopted um, and dealing with the whole idea that your birth right. mother is different and everything um, from your your mother that adopted you. But then not knowing that you've had siblings and all of a sudden 50 years later being like, hey, you've got five cold-blooded siblings. <laughs> right. just like, what? And then finding out that you walk by one all the time. Yep. Welcome to Walmart. Like, what? Welcome to Walmart. <laughs> I'm your sister. Uh, what? What? What are you talking about? I don't have any, I don't have any siblings. Yeah. Oh, it's good that they're uh, finally reconnected and reunited. And now they can keep in touch until their senior year. Right. And it sounds like they call each other all the time now. And, I mean, they just, mm-hmm. I would say, picked up where it left off, but they didn't really know each other when it started. So maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. I think they would kind of kind of pick up where they, well, not where they left off, but just trying to, you know, tell their stories of how they lived their lives and, you know, yeah, I mean, the experiences they had and, and it would be pretty cool if, you know, they're like, oh, well, I traveled to, say, for instance, California in 2000, 
one. I'm like, oh, really? I traveled there, too. And just kind of see shared interests and things like that. Yeah, that would be cool because, I mean, the whole biological factor. Right. And being like, oh, maybe that runs in the family. Ha, 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 you know. <laughs> right. But so, yeah. this is a little interesting, heartwarming little family story for you all. Um, when we come back, right, thank you, insert off here. When we come back, a little more um, current news, like first ever type deal for women. When we come back from the music break. Yeah, you're just taking over. Uh-oh. I'm doing a teaser, okay? That's what that's called. Get used to it because that's in the new program. That's why I'm the host. You're the co-host. Play the um, I'm the host for the evening, so Whatever. take a number, wait in line. Whatever. Play the music. <laughs>
Listen to my daddy. To my daddy, my daddy, my daddy, my daddy, my daddy, say it, say it, you listening, you listening, no, say you listening, 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 you Alright, welcome back. Alright, that was cute. <laughs> that was cute. That was interesting. <laughs> that was interesting. It was interesting. Uh, it's cute. Uh, guys don't know cute. Jada, um, just a reminder, you can let us know what you think of the music. Um, 646-478-3599 if you want to call, if you want to talk, if you want to comment, if you want to complain, whatever. We might hang up on you if you're complaining. But call in, <laughs> let us know. Maybe. Um, or if you're listening throughout the Facebook week. Maybe. Eight five zero five eight three zero four two six. Call or text that number. Yep. So, thank you for our nice little teaser for the next story that we have this evening. Well, if you did know, now you know, or you will know in about five minutes. Um, <laughs> running back Jennifer Welter has made history by playing in professional football. She is the first female to play a non-kicking position, and she actually participated. Are you okay over there? Do you need yeah, a I'm good. <laughs> Maybe. I'm good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. Like I was saying, she she is the first female to play a non-kicking position, like kicker, punter, kickoff, kicker, and she is as previous stated, <laughs> the running back for um, Why are you the laughing? so rude. <laughs> I'm laughing at you. Whatever you were doing beforehand, you had issues. What? What did you hear? A bunch of randomness. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I, I won't go into details. It just sounded weird on my end. It sounded so, weird. That is very, very weird. Um, she got the. She's 36 years old. She got three carries, um, and for her team, she was trying to score. So she, not only would she be the first female to play in professional football, but she would, if she had scored, she would uh, have been the first female to actually score a point uh, in professional football. She. Got the ball three times and was <laughs> unfortunately stacked all three times, or not stacked, but self, um, 
before getting to the, uh, uh, what's that thing called? Line of scrimmage. Line of scrimmage? Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm a girl, and I know this. I guess that's not a Congratulations. good thing anymore, though, huh? What else do you know about football? Um, I know right. that when you tackle the quarterback, it's a sack. If it's behind that's the line it? of scrimmage. I know that that a touchdown is more than three points. It's six. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. She you oh, there's the video. Point. Or you can that go for it and correct. go for two. Ha ha. <laughs> you know quite a bit. I'm I'm proud of you. Thank you. Right. Huh. I posted a link to the article where it has three videos of her running the ball. Each time she gets stuffed and wiped out. Those hits look pretty hard, but she had the nerve to even talk smack to one of the linebackers at tackled her. She, her words are, was that all you got? And she wanted to show that she wasn't intimidated by their size and strength and speed, but also wanted to show for little girls that girls can play and participate in guy sports too. So now mind the sexual you. Uh, gender ba- uh, boundary is been broken. Like I said, Mine, check out. She is five foot two and one hundred and thirty pounds. The She's website tiny. is whatrace.wordpress.com, and you can see for yourself how she does. And please feel free to leave comments on our page or our phone numbers or Facebook, Twitter. Just let us know how you think about that. Really interesting. Would you consider playing um, a professional sport that guys play, like? Well, what guys? Heck like, yeah, if I actually knew what to do. <laughs> I actually knew Didn't you play like, softball you know. or something? I played softball. Play. All right, so how would you feel I playing baseball? I too. Did you see yourself playing those sports with guys? I wouldn't care. I played um inter I played intramural um volleyball co-ed in college. How'd that work out for you? We won every game. <laughs> Were you on the side just cheering on the guys? or? The I guys? was the captain one time. Thank you very much. Yeah, we literally lost every game. But that's not the point. The point is that we had fun. <laughs> oh, so you've lost every game, so you must have been participating then. It all makes sense, though. It was fun, though. Well, I'm glad you had fun. Yeah. I guess I want to lose every game. Before she would was you, playing as a football, guy, be okay? As a guy, would um, you be okay play with playing with, with a girl? I played uh, with girls before. Uh, um, <laughs> when I'm playing, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, girl. <laughs> so no, a little bit like of maturity here. <laughs> anyway, for most of you ball players out there that play basketball, you know that occasionally you get one or two chicks out there that want to hang with guys and play with us. So, you know, I've learned over the years not to discriminate and just treat them like, um, you know, another player. So some guys call me cruel and messed up for it. But, shoot, if you're going to get on the court, you better have the skill set to, you know, do what you need to do to keep up. Um, yep. I can say I agree. Yeah. Yeah. 
you shouldn't, I mean, just because you want to play the sport, you shouldn't have a handicap. Oh, well, you're a girl, so I should go easy on you. No, you want to play with the guys, you know, play with the guys. I blocked a few chicken shots and stole the ball. And she, hey, it doesn't help that you're, you're freaking 6'4". Like, that's not, that's like cheating. How is that cheating? If a guy was the same height and did the same thing, I would have blocked the shot too. How is that cheating? You can you know what you're doing. You come you come on the court, call guys. Okay, come so I can go cheat. I can come on the court and freaking still That's not cheating. It's <laughs> leveling the playing field. If that's what you want to call it. <laughs> I'd like to see you run up and down the court and still. That'll be interesting to see. Hey, I can run in heels. I'm not proud of it, but I can do it. Still can't be that much more difficult. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah. No, but I think it's cool that um the that gender boundary, that gender line is you know being blurred and is eventually going to disappear. It'd be cool to see. Matter of fact, I saw an article the other... Are you okay over there? Can you just, like, hush up while I'm talking for, like, two seconds? Appreciate it. Thank you. But, um, there was a... I think it was a UFC fight between a chick and a dude. I didn't see how it turned out, but I just just thought that was interesting that females were also crossing that border as far as professional fighting. Not just sticking with their own gender. Guys fight guys, girls fight girls. Like you said earlier, it's a new generation, so I guess eventually we're going to be start seeing a lot more of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think it'll ever get into like college ball and like be a common thing? Well, I mean, thing? eventually, eventually, I think it would, cool, because, well, like you said, you you said like when I blocked the chick shot, it wasn't fair because I'm much taller than her and faster and all that good stuff, so that's why they created, you know, women's basketball and men's basketball, but if they want to compete with opposite gender, then go ahead. Just know that there's not going to be any um, holding back. You you want to play compete at that level. Yeah, if you want to compete at that level. Now, I just had an issue with the whole whole boxing Event. Yeah, I feel like boxing is a bit much. Right. I was raised never to strike a female in that manner. So, um, when you start beating up a chick, it's like, uh, when do you say no? Do you really have to knock her out to win the match? I don't really think that's a fair fight, to be honest with you. But, this is the world we live in. Well, um, We've got some more odd news when we come back from this music break. Sounds good. Everybody put your hands together.
clap to this. Make a make a clap to this. Make make One, make a two, clap. Three, four, Follow it anyway because you messed it all up. 
listen, I am, what is that, like, type A personality or whatever, where it's like, you, it has to be your way, you plan it out, and then you go by the plan. And Rome is freaking type Z, where he's just like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and talk, and let's talk about this. And, oh, yeah, this too. Ho, ho, ho. This too. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, but I'm tall, and I can talk. And I like basketball. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Bro, I'm so upset. All right. You'll be all right. Let's get this story real quick. So, in Oklahoma, oh, stop laughing. You're not allowed to even laugh. Take it up time, okay? So, in Oklahoma yes, City, there's this guy. I didn't write that in his name. Oh, Kevin Blankenship. He does pancake art and if you have a chance if you have an instagram look him up because the stuff is really freaking cool it's at k-e-v-i-n underscore blankenship b-l-a-n-k-e-n like you're about to say blanket but you say blanken instead anyway blankenship s-h-i-p um love that stuff up because it is so cool so you know how like parents especially crafty parents go like Try to incorporate <laughs> craft with thing. food and make food fun if it's healthy and, like, all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, he, um, this dad, he's got two sons. He started making art out of pancakes. Once upon a time, he was a um, newspaper character, what's it called? Cartoon artist. Um, and so now he's pretty much taken that skill. When he started having a family, he went to advertising, and he's taken his cartoony skill to the frying pan and he makes cool little artsy pancakes for his kids now a lot of people are probably like yeah whatever okay but no these are really cool they're like detailed really cool like there was a shoe there was a zombie on there there was um spider-man freaking spider-man man out of a pancake Spider-Man. the way that he does it shut up so the way that he does it is he goes in and he um, puts, like, the outlines first, and then he does, like, the details of stuff that should be darker. Because, of course, he wants that to cook longer, because if it cooks longer, it gets darker. Hey, if you didn't know that, stay out of the kitchen. So, and then he goes back and he fills it in with all of the cool stuff that you have to do to fill in the pictures. And it's so cool. He's got a Tumblr. It's called Random Breakfast. And I just thought it was really neat. And I wish sometimes the radio was television and you could see what I'm talking about. So I saw it and I was like, oh, I want some. Like, I would buy that. I would pay an extra dollar or two if my pancakes came out, like, literally look. Oh, my God, if they came out looking like me, like, if every time you go, he'll, like. All right. Well, um, I guess our story is over. So maybe she has compensated for the time I apparently took up talking about the female football player that has broken the boundaries of playing professional football. So for the time being, we'll go to another nice music break by DJ Cell Boogie. Thank you. Yeah, you want to get this shit done, you got to get it done yourself. Read 
with Boogie, the baddest DJ in Tampa.
I was excited. I was coming up with a business plan, and then all of a sudden, my phone started beeping, telling me that I was talking to myself. Pretty much. Pretty much. What happened? Well, I, I'm, did you, did you uh, hang up on me? The schedule. No, I did not. Although I might plan on doing that in the future, but the schedule yeah. that you set must have cut you off. Seeing how you know you like to stick to a schedule, and you know I went over the schedule. I went over my a lot of time. So I'm assuming that. You cut your cell phone. That's very unfortunate. Terrible, terrible thing to happen to somebody. That's not so. Hey, we, we shall stick to the schedule, as you so eloquently put. So this next story is about <laughs> the crocodile. And when we think about crocodiles, we think about the ones that are in the Nile, Australia, uh, so on and so forth. So when you picture a crocodile, you see it laying on the shoreline or floating, waiting for its prey to get a little bit too close to the water and become dinner, lunch, or breakfast. Yes, I know I did that backwards, but that's what we're going to go with. So a new study has found that crocodiles can climb trees. So if you thought you can escape crocodiles by climbing a tree, why would you do that in the first place? You simply outrun them. But if you thought being in a tree was safe, that is no longer true. Uh, University of Tennessee researcher Vladimir Dennis did a study on researcher researcher researcher. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, he observed crocodiles in Australia, Africa, and North America and came to find that juvenile or infant crocodiles can climb up to 30 feet vertically into trees as and the more the adult, albeit heavier, can climb trees that are more angled versus being more vertical. And this is interesting because you never think that a crocodile can climb trees. Matter of fact, they're not really built to climb trees because they don't have the appendages to do so. But this is what they do. And they do this so that they can get a better, I guess, spot for sunlight to keep warm and to look out and survey the, their territory to make sure there's no infringing crocodiles trying to claim What's there? So if you want to travel to Australia, Africa, and North America, yes, we have crocodiles in North America. Most people don't think we only have alligators, but we have crocodiles as well. Not only beware of standing water, but also look out for look out above you, because you may never know a crocodile might pounce on you from this nice tree bent. Uh, vantage point. Me personally, I'm not trying to go to Australia. Australia has so many things that are dangerous and deadly. <laughs> I'm not trying to go there at all. As far as Africa, really? it would be nice to go out there. What? Australia? I feel like are you Australia kidding would me? Live cool. a little. Come on, man. They top the charts of everything dangerous in the world. Like, if if you go across the board, the world's deadliest animals reside in Australia. It's like when we were, when us as humans were cultivating 
and populating the planet, we sent all dangerous animals to Australia, and then they just worked with what they got and became even more dangerous. Oh, is that how that Because works? of that. Yes, that's exactly how it works. Uh, they got the box <laughs> jellyfish that's in the water. They got great whites. They got saltwater crocodiles, and that's just in the water. On land, they got the most dangerous spiders, snakes, and with all that, everything else is built to defend themselves against that. So if a mere human is strolling through a nice little trail, who knows what's going to jump out at it to attack or defend itself from a human or a predator. So I'm just, you know, I'm just going to put hands down. I'm not going to Australia. Plus, they got boxing uh, kangaroos. I'm good. Like, if something is my same height and can knock me down with its feet or hands, like, I'm, I'm good. I'm not gonna, no, I'm good. There's no need for me to go there. Chicken. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll cluck, cluck <laughs> when it comes to terms of, hey, do you want to go to Australia? No, I'm good. I appreciate it, though. I like living. It's well, Australia and Amazon. I'm never going to. Okay, okay, okay. You're over your time. Quit ranting. We're done. Cut off. Taking you out of the bar. You want to disconnect? Hear that? <laughs> it's silent. Okay. Our next story. Okay. I'm sorry. I if I heard any more about Australia, I was gonna freaking just scream. Okay. Um, in Belgium. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. What was that? Who let you near the controls? Okay. In Belgium, apparently they have voted a whopping majority of 86 to 44 saying that if a kid is terminally ill and they say that they want to die, and they're serious about it. They're saying, Rome, you're Sorry, cut off. Sorry, I was early on that. <laughs> you didn't finish the story. Go ahead. This is serious. So they voted 86 to 44 that if a kid is terminally ill and they say that they don't think life is worth it and they want to die humanely, like with injection or whatever, then it can happen. It takes the kid to be terminally ill, he, him or her to say it, and then the parents have to be okay with it, and a licensed therapist has to say, yes, they understand the gravity of what they're talking about. If all of that's true and the kid just simply doesn't want to live with their terminal illness, then they can be killed. And I'm kind of, like, on the edge. I, I'm not sure how I feel on this one because the, when I read the story about it, they were saying, you know, it's not about death. It's about how you die. Like, it's like, are you going to let this take you or are you just going to say, nah, like, I'm not living like that. I'm out. I don't know. What do you think, Rome? It's it's an interesting story. Um. I feel that he has all the right thing. I don't want to have to live my life this way, you know. So I think it's okay if he, considering how many steps you have to go through to, you know, follow through with the um, 
euthanization, I guess you want to call it, to be yeah. euthanized, then um, I think it's fine. I think that should go across the board with, you know, adults and, you know, all the other stuff because it's not just, all right, take kids, you know, you want to live or you want no, to No, I mean, it's you for everybody. Kids, right? You have to go to the parents. You have to go to the, the physician. It's not, you know, just a one person's decision on how things are going to go. So I think it's it's very structured, and I think it works. I don't know. Like, I agree. Like, it's logical. It makes sense. It goes through a lot of, like, a lot of hoops to jump through, so to speak. But, like, on the other hand, that's a kid. Like, that's, like, that's a well, I mean, I understand, like. I understand it's a kid. I really do. And it's just, you know, who am I to say that, hey, I know you have this illness, but you're going to have to live and go through this. I know you don't want to live, but you're going to have to go and live anyway because even at your parents' request, even at your request, even at the doctor's request, you're going to live because I want you to live. That's It's wrong. I'm suffering. I, I want you to go in and, you know, end my suffering, but you won't do that because it's against your moral code. And I guess for the most part, society's moral code. But a person that is suffering, you know, if they need to be put out of their misery, then that's, if that's a harsh way to put it, then bless them, you know? I mean, rather than have them suffer for for kids, what we consider kids nowadays, pre-teen teenage years? Yeah. If you want them to suffer through adulthood, or say, for instance, it's a, it's a terminal disease, but you just don't know when it's going to, you know, take its toll. It could be a painfully slow death. You would rather torture the person for let's say, two to five years versus just ending it in a peaceful, you know, respective, planned manner. It's, I don't know, I man. Like, I'm, I keep thinking about, because I've worked with um, an organization called FAIR, which stands for Friedrich's uh, Ataxia Research Alliance. And Friedrich's Ataxia is a, it's a disease, it's a neuromuscular disease where basically around preteen age, they start, and sometimes even younger, they start um, losing coordination, losing balance, and basically all of their muscles, the way that they learn to walk, learn to do things, like like the physical body, you just start forgetting it, for lack of a better word, um, and eventually it starts messing with their organs, because those are muscles too, and a lot of them die young, like in their 30s, from cardiovascular issues, that kind of thing. Um, FARA is a really good, F-A-R-A, I think it's curefara.org is the website if you want to check it out. It's a great organization. But I'm thinking about these people and, like, everybody that I've heard of or not talked to but kind of been third-party affiliated with with these, they're all like, well, I'm going to touch as many lives as I can while I'm here. I'm going to do as much as I can. I mean, there's no cure for it. There's like they have right. essentially no hope right now because I mean, yeah, they're they're researching for it, but they have nothing right now to save them, and they know that. But everybody seems to be like more on the positive side. I just I don't know. I would want if a kid's dying, I would want them to be like, well, yeah, it really blows, but let's see how much fun you can have while you're here. You know, let's go crazy. Right. 
No, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I, if the person, you know, suffering from that illness, you know, wants to live on and wants to, you know, share their story and wants to, you know, fight through, then by all means, you know, let them do that. But if they want to pull the plug, then who are you to tell them that, no, you have to keep suffering, even though you and your family, you know, have reached an agreement? I'm, you know, I'm gung-ho for those folks that, you know, fight through and, you know, just are willing to push and wait for research to go fall through with this process so there, you know, will eventually be a cure for whatever disease that somebody is facing. But I don't, uh, at the same time, I believe that you shouldn't make a person suffer if they don't want to, you know? I mean, I get that. I do. It just really sucks, Lisa. Mm-hmm. I guess it's fair, but I don't know. Right. I just Hard feel that think if, about. if you tell them, no, you have to live, we're not going to, you know, help you commit suicide. Pretty much taking them away their, it takes, I guess, well, all I'm trying to say is you're, trying, you're taking away their right to happiness. So it's, I guess it's, it's a, a it's tough an call. Issue it's, with a, it's a touchy subject, right? If you take away their choices, like, well, yes, you have this, but your only option is to stick it out and suffer through this disease or this illness, versus where I'm comfortable with passing and my family's comfortable. I've seen everybody, I've shared everything with them, and I'm ready to go. And you just say no. Oh. Hey, what a heavy subject. I'm sorry about this up. This is just like, I mean, I felt like it was important. Why you got to end the show with this? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Well, it's better than starting the show with it. But I mean, nah, I like, so. it's interesting that we're, we're like legalizing this stuff. Yeah. It makes is. me wonder, like, um, what's the world going to be like in 20 years, you know? Huh. Men and women playing the same sport. God forbid. Legal. <laughs> yeah. Well, let us know what your opinion is. Um, the show's coming to an end, but you're free to call us live next week to share your opinion. The number is 646-478-3599. If you're listening to the show throughout the week, you can call 850-583-0426 or hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or our website, whatrace.wordpress.com. Colby's Twitter is catfrodcolby. In Rome, just let us know, you know, what you think. And this is pretty Thank much. you guys. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. Thanks for all your, you know, very enthusiastic input. calls and input. Uh, don't Great. start again. <laughs> what she means is we appreciate all you guys listening in, and we're sure that you're busy with your lives, and you'll tune in at your earliest convenience. And if you're not listening, to... and there's certainly a very pressing reason why you didn't call in and exactly. converse with us. But it's cool. So, uh, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. We'll, we'll listen to you guys next week. So, um, we'll listen to that, them? We'll... <laughs> yes, because they're going to leave us our, they're going to leave us voicemails and their messages via our various social media outlet. That's right, that's right. 
All right. Well, y'all have a great week. We'll be here same time, same place. Hit us up. Hashtag what race. Um, hit us up on the numbers. At Catfire At Vibing Rome. All that fun stuff. We hope you have a good week. We'll see you next time. This Just is- before this honor, loyalty lives. As I enter industry with thoughts so lucrative, I was self-destruct before I become captive. They wouldn't let me in, now I'ma take that initiative to stand firm and make my own pivot. Yeah, I knew a few people with similar thoughts like these, and together we make the illustrious CBD. We'll fight into the end, giving up is not an option, things will never be the same if you ain't with it, get to walking in, I'm saying keep it as a reminder, forever stay lost. Change didn't work, my spots out and they keep on falling. Ain't part of the solution, and you're part of the problem. So we